Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hyperconscious Podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. He was kind enough to join us on episode 144 and 135. Folks, it has become Kevin and I's mission in life to help you realize that the life of your dreams is right on the other side of you becoming the greatest version of yourself. Let us help you do that. I rarely do these things twice in such a short amount of time, but you guys impress me. I, I believe in people that provide value and of our service. You two guys are on your way to huge fulfillment, purpose, and profitability, and I look forward to helping you both. We appreciate that more than you know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we sat down and talked about why you guys listen to us and how much we have learned from you guys. Today, oh, yeah. for episode number 297, we are going to do a shortened Scratching the Surface episode on your standards and why they determine your life. My water's all the way over there, man. What a shame that is. 20 right. minutes. This is a 20-minute episode because we just did the guest episode with AK, who you're going to hear on Sunday, and I have a client meeting, and it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But before we jump into this episode, first I want you to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. <laughs> Click on join hashtag Hyperconscious Nation. Folks, we've had two additional members Strong work. into the Hyperconscious Nation this week, actually. And if you want to join a like-minded community of hyperconscious individuals who are all Working hard every day to get better. That's the place to do it. That is the place to do it. Also, the place to see Alan and I speak, Mark Metry speak, Kim and Spike Spencer, Summer Scalero, and a couple others. A couple Hi others. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. Uh, would be the end of April, hypothetically speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we're going to be speaking in Worcester, Mass. It's going to be the end of April or the beginning of May. We are doing Hyperconscious Live 2020. It's going to be a very big deal. Yes. Be there. Be there or be square. All right, so... On the whiteboard behind the camera, we have the pain-pleasure pendulum. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have listened to us, this is something that we kind of, I don't know if we came up with, but I think we did, and I'm going to give us credit for it. <laughs> and if anybody else came up with it, too damn bad. Right. <laughs> um, so for Alan and I, we were talking about our story, I think, when, our, our stories when we were in Florida. Mm -hmm. And why are we willing to shoot for the stars? Because we were at rock bottom. Right. And when you're at rock bottom, when you're at hell no it's a lot easier for you to go to hell yes. So on this pain-pleasure pendulum, such a hard thing to say. Right. <laughs> on the left, so picture it like it's a U, the mm -hmm. shape U, okay? On the left is hell no, on the right is hell yes. Mm -hmm. Most people live, let's just say, at the bottom of this U. Picture a clock, a pendulum, right? The tick-tock of like those old clocks. Jesus, man. Yeah. 
that's you think an eighteen year old kid is going to know what that is? Maybe not. Maybe but not. Dude, they might. Let's explain what a pendulum is. A, pe- a pendulum is a thing that swings. Exactly. Swings back and forth. Go ahead. Yes. It's a U. It's a U. You're right. So at the bottom of the U, if you were to drop, let's put it this way, if you were to drop a ball, this is where the, the ball would settle, at the bottom of the U, mm-hmm. right? The flat point. So this is where most people live. Most people, we, we've said this before, like, you'll go into work on Monday, it'll be the worst day you've ever had at work. Right. And you don't take any action. So Tuesday, in comparison, is a little bit better. Wednesday's hump day. Like, we're getting close to, close to the weekend. Thursday is, you know, Friday Eve. Friday comes, and you're by Saturday, you're like, all right, you know, I have some time to unwind. Monday will be better. The problem is you never got to hell no. If you walked into work on a Monday, your boss said, hey, Kev, you're, you're an asshole, and you're terrible at your job. You should go jump off a cliff, right? She's <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible boss, hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, right. You might be at hell no and, be, and say, think to yourself, like, there's no way I'm ever tolerating that again. Right, I have to leave here. So you'd quit. So you change. And you... go all the way to hell yes. Right. Right? Tiffany. Tiffany was sending me audio messages one day about how her boss was not being nice to her, like being not a nice person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to give him a throat punch. But she li- then w- she was like, well, I'm trying to talk myself down. Like, I'm not going to do anything rash. Then the next audio message was, well, I just quit my job <laughs> and I just walked out. She went all the way to hell no. She was willing to go all the way to hell yes to chase her dreams. The thing, I was talking to Amy last night, actually, and I was talking a little bit about, so this episode's about standards. And... What's interesting is we often say when the pain is great enough, you'll change. And I've said a lot of different things about like if you're in a deep, dark financial hole, the skills you have to develop to climb out of that financial hole can also build a skyscraper because what was required of you, let's say you're $10,000 in debt. The pain pain pendulum is way up to hell no if you have high financial standards. At one point, I had over $100,000 in my bank account. I know what that feels like. I also know what it feels like to be 10 grand in debt. It sucks. So let's say you have really high financial standards and then you're $10,000 in debt. You're going to be way higher up on hell no than someone who's already always lived there. Well, we talk about, oh, sorry. And therefore you're going to change. So like what it will require of you to get out of $10,000 worth of debt means you have to spend less than you earn invest the difference and slowly pay that down but that also creates positive habits that then can get you to 100,000. And so if you're not willing to have high enough standards to give let's say you're in emotional pain. You get what you tolerate, right? So if you're in a terrible relationship and you tolerate them treating you poorly and you that becomes normal, you're never going to go to hell no enough to leave. Until something really terrible happens. That's why when Kevin and I have our rock bottom moments, for me it was my car accident, for him it was suicide, we went all in on our dreams because the alternative was death. Yeah, and and the reason we say the pendulum is because when it swings all the way to hell no, it has enough momentum to go all the way to hell yes. When most people are just swinging, if you're watching this on YouTube, they're just swinging right here in between. Right. It's like kind of miserable, kind of happy. Like Monday, Saturday. Monday, Saturday. And right. that's where a lot of people live. Again, I've lived there too. Now, the reason you're not wealthy, the reason you're not in shape, the reason you're not successful, the reason your relationship isn't great is because you have low standards. Mm. And when I say low, I don't mean like, you know, they're they're super low, but they're not high enough for you to change. To change, right? Alan and I have very high standards when it comes to fitness. Right. People will see us in the off season and say like, "Oh, you guys 
Like, you still look good. Sure. Like, I look good compared to some people, but I don't necessarily look good compared to my standards. My standards in fitness are unreasonably high. Right. Because I know what I'm capable of. I've seen what I'm capable of. So, the point of this episode is for you to start start creating new standards for yourself. Like, mm. if you want to learn more, then make yourself the person who learns every morning. And just start with one day. But like, my standard, I don't feel good if I'm not learning. If I don't learn something new every day, I don't feel good about that. The question becomes why. So, because this is my standards, I have designed my standards to reflect what I think it will take to get my results. Exactly. And right. if you don't have, if you're never on camera, Right, if you're never on camera, mm. then you don't necessarily, and you can filter your pictures, then you don't really care what you look like. Right. Alan and I are on camera four times a week, every day in my story, all my pictures on stages, mm. right, on other podcasts. So our standards are higher. So I think for you, like, also, like, take a look back into your past. If you grew up, just envision your mom and your dad arguing a lot. You might have different standards for communication that you might expect. Your expectations might become your standards, and you might expect that that's how families are, you know, that's how they communicate, by yelling at each other, or by drinking alcohol every night, right, or by eating fast food. Like, I think that's another thing that we have to talk about, too. We have to put that on the table, that your expectations sometimes become your your standards. It's kind of, they're kind of synonymous a little bit. This is why your associations matter so much. So if I'm, I kind of want to give a really tangible example of this. Um, whenever I go to the gym with Nate, I have this thing where, you know, I think I'm strong. I think I'm killing it in fitness. When I go to the gym with Nate, I realize very quickly that his worst day is better than my best day. And it makes me jump up the pain pendulum and go, you know what? I haven't been foam rolling enough. I haven't been eating, you know, as consistently my calories that I need to. I haven't been tracking. I haven't been weighing myself every morning. Like, again, those are things that I regularly do. If you think you're good in a particular arena and you think you're in the comfort zone of this little not a lot of pain but also not that much joy and you're not making a lot of progress get around someone who they're all out their walking pace is your all out sprint so if kevin were to bench 225 for 5 that would be like a decent set yeah okay for me that would be like a great day that would be like hell yeah i killed it today for him, that would be like, imagine if that was your max. You'd be you'd be really disappointed, right? Yeah. That would force you to then foam roll more. You'd be like, shit, like 225 for five, that's nothing for me. He'd jump up to hell no, and I'd be feeling good about myself. That's standards. His standard is far higher on bench press than mine is because of what he knows he's capable of. So the thing about standards is you have to set your own based on what your potential is. And I've actually started doing this I journal at night now. I ask myself two simple questions. Number one, did I maximize my potential today? Zero to 10, rate myself. Then the second question is, what are three things that I'm going to do differently to be more effective tomorrow? And that's it. That's my whole journaling habit because my other one was too intense and I wasn't doing it consistently. But it's like with my speech. You basically told me, like, Alan, no one's going to tell you your speech was terrible, but I know what you're capable of. Right. And your standards for me are a lot higher than other people's standards for me. Well, I have a vested interest. Right. I have I have way more of an interest than anybody else does. And more awareness, too. Yeah. But, I mean, you and I work together. Right. Right? Realistically, like, if you and I show up, I want you to always be your best. True. I always want you to be your best, and I know what you're capable of. So, yeah, I do. I do. But I think 
you got to figure like what will we always say what will your dreams your goals your ambition your passion your purpose what will that make of you who will you have to be or who you have to become in order to get that and this is where standards really come in like you got if you guys go back and listen to the early episodes Alan and I used to swear a lot oh yeah yep. right even me I think I said uh, shitty earlier in the podcast and it's like oh, I don't even I don't even like saying that anymore on our here. standards raised our standards have gotten higher because we want to be the best in the world at this I want to be somebody that you can say you, know, you have a seven year old child who's dealing with something you can say go listen to the hyperconscious podcast and you guys know that we're you know that's one thing mm. right like where else where have your standards changed recently oh for intimate relationship right like dude I don't tolerate my temper at all for right, myself. Right. Like, I have never raised my voice even once with Emilia, and I will not do it. Like, it's un- whereas in the past, that was something I grew up around a lot, so I didn't know it wasn't normal. I had low standards and didn't even know it. Right. And, like, that will, I just refuse, like, my number one priority in my intimate relationship is protecting her heart. And I will not fail at that. Because I, my, like, the moment that I'm even remotely negatively affecting her i am aware of it and i shift it immediately because it, the, the thought of hurting her is so painful to me because of how much i care about her and it's just unacceptable so like whereas in the past that was something that i thought was normal so i didn't know so it's your standards are based on your awareness and your experience and the the thing you've set in advance like the intention you've set i set the intention out of the gate with emilia to say my number one priority is to protect your heart and I need to hold myself accountable to that. Also necessity. Like what, again, and we talked about this on the episode with AK. If you want to be the best in the world at something, there is a detriment for you not living up to your standards. Right. Where if you're just trying to work for 50 years and retire, you're going to have different standards. If you want to be the best at anything, your standards have to be higher. You have to be more consistent. You have to be more disciplined. You have to be more mindful of everything that you're doing. So, a byproduct of that is higher standards. And that that is in people, places, things, ideas, and feelings. If you want to be the best in the world, you're not going to tolerate... Like, I want to be the best human I can be, right? right? In my journaling in the morning, I say, I am on my way to being the best version of me. Right. That means I can't hang out with shady people who do bad things. I can't be hanging out with people who say we, like bad things. Like, that's against who, who I want to be. My standards are very high when it comes to if you're spending time with me, I have vetted you as a human being. What's an example where... So I often say that there's whenever you're in emotional pain, there's two things you can change. You can either change your perception, which is the story you're telling yourself or your attitude, or you can change your behavior. I think most people are really good at changing their story and not their behavior, yeah. honestly. I think conduct is more important in my opinion. When is a time where you really let yourself down based on your own standard? And then what did you do about it? That's what the check-ins are, too, with the, our relationships. It's like, are we meeting our standard? Yeah. Right? So, uh, Let's see. My own standards. I always go back to the... <laughs> to uh, We went to a networking event, and the guy that was giving us a ride home, I was a little wine drunk. Oh, and yeah. And I just, like, wasn't a good person to him. I was mm. not... And again, like... He said some things where it was like, okay, this is easy to make fun of. But right. again, was it the right thing? Like my standards are leaving every person better than I found them. 
you know, and, and I don't ever want somebody to say like, oh, he was, he wasn't what I expected. So I didn't live up to my standard. And there's a reason I can say that so quickly. Like that's, I still feel that every day. That was surprising. I remember like that was out of character. I still feel that every day. I feel that all the time. It's easy for me to bring those things up. I was thinking the other day of like, what did you do about it? I tried to make sure that I was more empathetic. Next time? Yeah. Right. I don't I don't want to be that person. Imagine a version, like Kevin has high standards for being a good person and leaving people better than he found them. What if you didn't have that standard? It wouldn't matter. You wouldn't oh, have right. to change anything. Right. That's what, Dude. your standard's the mirror. Right. And if you don't have a mirror, you don't have anything looking back at you to say like, oh, you should have, you should have, you could have, and you would have done better if you were paying attention to it. Right. And I think that your standards, they control your life at the end of the day. Like, the higher your standards for yourself, and again, you can go too far into that right. and expect perfection. Uh, perfection. perfection. I was going to say perfectionism. And that doesn't exist. Right. But if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, ask yourself this question. What are my current standards in health, wealth, and love? Could they be better? And am I living up to them? And are my results a reflection of my standards? Because if they are, when you raise your standards, you'll raise your results. Right. And easier said than done. Right, obviously, as everything I say is, but if I could, I just think for me, I've always had relatively high standards for myself. My standards for myself are usually higher than anybody, anybody's expectations of me. Which I think is super important. I do too, but I think it's also important to make sure that You're it's not, not driving you crazy. Exactly. Because it can. It makes it more challenging. I often say you can either be good or, or you can feel good. Well, I know that sounds right, hardcore. <laughs> that sounds hardcore, but like, okay, I was on the call yesterday with the team, and Kevin and I got in a disagreement I about you were say tiff. I was gonna say don't don't call it a tiff. No, no. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Well, tiff is one of the team members, That's so true. that wouldn't have worked. Right. So, <laughs> I, yeah. So we got in a disagreement. Sorry, I just we got. <laughs> no, no, you're good. We got in a disagreement after the call. I felt shame. And I was talking to Amy about this. And I'm like, okay, emotional intelligence. Why do I feel shame right now? Oh, okay, because I haven't been connected to the team lately, because I didn't show up as a good leader, as my best self on that call, because I wasn't appreciative at all of all the hard work you're doing on those assets. Like, I made it clear that it wasn't good enough, rather than appreciating all the hard work you're doing that I don't have to do now because you're doing it. And so I was just an unappreciative person, and it pissed me off, honestly. Um... So I had shame, and I'm like, okay, Alan, you have shame, I get it, whatever. What are you going to fucking do about it, though? Pardon my French. But I get so frustrated with myself because I know you're better than that. Like, I know I'm better than that. So what I did instead is say, okay, let me be honest with myself. What is the problem here? And then I apologized to the team. I sent a really long text expressing my truth, saying that I'm going to do better. And what I'm going to do better is make sure we stay more connected, make sure I'm more appreciative, and make sure they know how grateful I am for them. Because I didn't make everyone feel, I think, I think I was not warm enough. And I don't think I made people feel appreciated. Um, certainly not understood. And I really didn't like that. So imagine someone who didn't have high standards for themselves, and they felt that shame. They might blame everybody else. They yeah. might say, oh, well, Kevin wasn't this or wasn't that. But here's the problem. You're, you're taking away the very reason why you'll change. Like, if I blamed that on Kevin, why would I change? You can't. You almost can't change. Yeah. So I want you guys, if you're listening, to be a little harder on yourself. 
I, like, cause that you will never change your behavior until the pain of not changing is greater than the pain of changing. Yeah. I know that sounds hardcore, but it's true. Like if I didn't have shame and I just wished it all away, ah, oh, whatever, it's whatever, it's whatever. Like my standards, the only reason why I shifted that and hopefully the team, you know, I'll follow through and the team will feel more appreciated in the future. But that's what this is about guys. And that's the darker truth of change. Like if the pain of not changing is not great, you're just not going to change. Like it is what it is. And at the end of the day, like your that's how resentment's built. So Alan sent a message like apologizing versus me just I honestly didn't even think of it, honestly. Like I after we got off the phone, I was hanging out with Taryn, that was it. I just put my phone away. That was I didn't even think of it. Because we, we got to the root cause and we figured out like what's best. Like that's the that's always the goal. But since his standard of of the way he treats other people is high, then it doesn't become an issue. Right. Like, there's no resentment here today. We just had a fire podcast with AK. Right. It was a great day. It's been a great day. And that's because the circle closed. Everything got closed and everything's good now. But if he didn't have high standards, then what would have happened? Right? Maybe the team's like, I don't know. This Is this really going to work long term? Right. And maybe I'm like, exactly. Jeff. And maybe they don't believe in me right. as much or right. the team as much or the right. mission as much. That's- I just think that, yeah, when it comes to your standard, like, again, if you have some sort of perfection bias, I don't think you should raise your standards, but I under I do agree with Alan. Like I think a lot of people it's easy to make excuses when you have low standards. Like I'll do this tomorrow, it doesn't matter. This excuse, that excuse, this justification, that justification. If you want to get better, raise your standards. If you want to make more money, raise your standards of living. If you want to look better, raise your fitness standards. If you want a better relationship, raise your standards. Stop accepting less. That's what this means. Right. Raising your standards means stop accepting less in all from of yourself. Yeah, but other people too. Right. Your standard of a mate. I know, yeah. True. Right? What will you accept in a mate? At one point, you know, maybe somebody working a dead-end job, you didn't care. But maybe now that you have so much ambition, you want somebody who's driven too. Hmm. Right? Your standards have risen. That's okay. Right. That's okay. And people that tell you to lower your standards, it's a dangerous game because you'll get what you allow. And if, if you're not happy with it, then... You know your your results aren't going to reflect that. And the only caveat to that is, if you if it's something you can't change, you do actually want to change your perception, not your behavior. So if it's so, Kevin being five six, like on a, on that's a, on a good day. you can't change your behavior. So lowering your standards in that case is fine. It's okay yeah. to be short. Like tell yourself that story. It's okay to be short. That's fine. Right. But if you're overweight, don't tell yourself a story that it's okay to be overweight because then you're taking away the pain that will require change. If you can't change it, raise your standard of understanding and empathy with yourself. If you can change it and you want to change it, then raise your standards of your effort and what you're putting in. Fire. You dig it? I dig it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. Our next episode, I have to have his name up because it's tough to pronounce, mm-hmm. A.K. Ikwaker. Ikwaker. Not bad. Yeah, not I like bad. To, to add at the end. So he came and visited us mm. at our event. He's a good friend of Anthony Trucks. He's an entrepreneur. He's a speaker. He was almost an Olympic athlete. He does so many different things. But the takeaway from this episode is he is unreasonably hyper-conscious. We were talking about meditation and mindfulness. And he's a very interesting cat, but he has a huge heart. And we love that more than anything. And we hope you will enjoy that episode. That episode was absolute fire. Again, thank you, AK, for coming on the show. That was a very, very valuable episode. Um, Do not miss that. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Iquacur. 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 It's a tough one. It's going to be a strong ally. Yeah, he's he's in the the Boston area. All right. So raise your standards. Change your life. 10-second blip. 10-second 
blip. I think your standards become the mirror in which you look to figure out whether you're doing good. Like they're telling you whether or not you're succeeding based on your own yeah. on your own level uh, on your own standards. Mm. That was brutal. You got a quick 10 one? 10 sec? Yeah. Quickly. It's not mine, it's Tony Robbins. Uh-huh. Demand more from yourself than anyone could possibly expect of you. That is going to have to going to have to call that one an, an X on a technicality. What's that? It, it can't have it cuz it's not yours. Oh, okay, let me redo. Yeah, you redo. Okay. Yeah. Um if you can't change it, tell yourself a story on how to accept it. If you can change it, raise your standards and change it. Kind of stole mine there a little bit. Did I? Yeah. Should I do a third? No, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoy. Clearly, we're silly. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we know you will enjoy AK. We will talk to you on Sunday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye.